It's funny because I think that you might want to be a little bit like Chris Jericho. Is that true? Hmm. No, I mean, think about it. Think about it. We're both from Long Island. Both have three-letter nicknames. Both love scarves, funny guys, crushingly handsome. It's almost like your parents got horny while they were watching me beat up Juventud Guerrera 25 years ago on WCW Saturday night. And nine months later, your little twerp ass popped out. to make history each and every one of you we use the word revolution because this is a revolution i am nxt and i'm not going anywhere oh a little bit of the bubbly Bro. this is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in aew's way we Hello and welcome to WWE vs AEW exclusively on Neutral Wrestling. I am your host Daniel and you're listening to episode 7 of the podcast. I am back, I'm back after, well it seems like ages ago now since I've recorded a show. Um, just over a week ago I went on holiday with my little girl and family to the Canary Islands, had a nice break. Um, yeah, re- batteries recharged. I did manage to watch a little bit of wrestling while I was there. Um, obviously, tried not to watch much, but I did like manage to get in. I managed to watch full gear the day after the show. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so since I've been away, obviously, I have not recapped full gear. Danny helped out with that. He did a 25-minute solo recap of the show. Danny doesn't really do solo shows, so I do appreciate him doing that show. Um, so, yeah, so check that out on the Neutral Wrestling feed. So, today, we're going to talk about week seven of the Wednesday Night Wars NXT versus AEW. But first, I, I'd like to get my... Do you know what I mean? I, although, like, Danny's done the full gear show, I do want to chip in with my two cents. But first, I just want to let everyone know, I had a great holiday. I know I'm sure you're all wondering, did did Dan have a great holiday? Did you have a good time? Did I think God's plan? Yep, everything went to plan. I had a great time, but now I'm back, so don't expect any breaks in the podcasting schedule until we fly to Tampa at the end of March. So, right, let's talk about this full gear show. I'm sure you're all excited You've been anticipating, what what will I have thought of the Full Gear show? Well, I thought it was a really good show. Let, let me get that first out of the way with, I think the show was really, really good. Um, one of my, I think I enjoyed it more than All Out um, in August. I did enjoy it more than that. It was probably not as good as Double or Nothing, but that was like a historic show. But this was the first ever AEW pay-per-view whilst they have had their TNT television deal. Um, the show itself now... It was, as I said, it was a really, really good show. Um, There was one big thing I didn't like, though, which 
I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll be able to guess that. I'm sure if you've been reading the Neutral Wrestling Twitter account, you will see my thoughts on that. But I'll just quickly run through my thoughts. So the Young Bucks match, Young Bucks um, against Proud and Powerful. I thought this was really good. Obviously, we had the Rock and Roll Express involved in the match. I'm not going to go into detail at all. I'm just going to quickly go through it because you've already had this from Danny. And the show was now at the time of recording. I'm recording on the Monday. It was nine days ago. So I'm sure, as we all know, the wrestling world moves on very quick. So, yeah, so um, Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful. Really good match. Um, wasn't their usual style of match you would expect, but I enjoyed it. And I went three and a half stars on that match. Um, Adam Page, Hangman Page versus Pack, great match. I thought this was really underrated. Um, the best match that the two have had. Um, it was a bit strange. Jr. kept referring it to as the rubber match, which it wasn't. But hey, as I say, really, really good match. I was tempted to go four stars on this, but I went three and three quarters. Really enjoyed the match. It was much better than their television match on the opening night of Dynamite. Uh, next, Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Another, it was it was a good match. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like your match of the year contender. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It was a nice little pay per view match. Maybe I could imagine this shot, this match, maybe opening a pay per view. But yeah, it was a good match for what it was. Tully Blanchard assisted Sean Spears for the win. Um, now the next match, the next match was the AW Tag Team Championship Triple Threat match. It was Private Party versus the Lucha Brothers versus the reigning champions SCU. I thought this was good. Really good action in this match. Another really good match. I'm not the biggest fan of triple threat matches at all. Um, as you will have noticed by my thoughts on the WrestleMania triple threat match. And probably as you're about to find out on my thoughts on the Survivor Series card at some point in the next week. But they, did, they had a good match. There was spots flying everywhere. Um, the ending was a bit anticlimactic. I remember thinking. Obviously, I was watching this on holiday. Relaxed. So, I wasn't taking any notes. I'm just going off memory. But I remember thinking the ending was a bit anticlimactical. But we got the big moment at the end where Christopher Daniels returned dressed up as Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Jr. looked like an idiot by doing the Zero Nero pose with him, but Christopher Daniels was back as the Fallen Angel and beat down Pentagon. So that sets up a program coming up between those two. Now, Rio versus Emi Sakura. I feel like this match has been highly underrated. Really, really enjoyed this match. Um, I went three and a half stars on this match. I thought it was great. Do you know what I mean? There's lots of lots of emotion in the match. I thought it was one of the better women's matches I've seen this year. Um, probably the best AW women's match except the Rio match where she won the title on the opening night. I did also like Rio versus Britt Baker. Rio's had some good matches, but with her tutor here, Emi Sakura, they delivered a really good match. I heard a fact that this was about, I think the commentary team said, this was like their 270th match together. So it's no surprises they delivered a good match so that now we're on to the double main event chris jericho versus cody rhodes this match was obviously the stipulation where cody would not challenge for the AEW title again if he lost going into the match there was a lot i was listening to podcasts where people were like oh cody's gonna win oh they've got the judges there it's gonna go 60 minutes that would have been dumb that would have been very, very stupid. The judges, as anyone with a brain would have known, were just there just to be there. Do you know what I mean? It was just that is going to play out in a year, maybe two years' time, where the judges will get involved. They're not going to have, oh, well, they're going to have judges. Let's go 60 minutes. That would be dumb. Most of you have been watching too much WWE. 
I'm telling you, if you thought that that match was going to go 60 minutes, do you really think Chris Jericho, at 49 years old, is going to go 60 minutes against a Cody Rhodes, someone who else who hasn't gone 60 minutes? There's no chance. So why people thought that going into this match, I have no idea. As I say, the judges thing is just going to be... Hopefully they have judges. They're going to have judges for every AEW World title match. And hopefully that is going to play out later down the line, which it will. It will. Um, and also... It wasn't the right timing for Chris Jericho to lose the belt. You want to chase, do you know what I mean? Cody, obviously, now he can't challenge the title. Sure, they'll get around that somewhere down the line, but it should not be happening for a couple of years. Do you know what I mean? Definitely shouldn't be happening. Maybe Cody goes heel in a few years' time, something along those lines. But two things going into this match, I thought Jericho would win, and the judges wouldn't be used. And that is exactly how it played out. Uh, they had such a great match, a great championship professional match. I loved it. Um, Cody obviously did that crazy bump where he cut his head open. They just played off everything fantastically. Um, I just thought it was a great match. One of my favourite, I think it was the second best AEW match that I've seen thus far. Um, obviously behind the Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes match from Double or Nothing. So yeah, Chris Jericho retains the title, but the main thing coming out of this was MJF turned heel now. Thought it was very, very well done. I'm going to be picky and I'm going to say I think what should have happened was, but it didn't, so it doesn't matter. But what I think, for what I think should have happened was MJF throws the towel in, Cody forgives him, but they gradually build the tension up for weeks and weeks and weeks before MJF finally reveals why all these things is happening. What maybe he helped. The inner circle attacked Dustin Rhodes. It all comes to fruition when YMGF threw that talent. But they shot the load a little bit too early. Everyone's been guilty at that at some point or another. And they did that here. MGF turns on Cody. Low blow. Um, at the time, I was thinking, oh, they could have let it go. But we got that great moment. Plant or not, that moment will be re replayed back for years on years. Where the fan, the plan, whatever it was... Obviously, it was a plant that's later come out, but the fan throws the water at MJF. That is one of the highlights of AEW for a moment. It was a highlight moment so far in AEW for me. It was one that will live long in the memory. So, hey, I might be being choosy. I would have preferred it to have been played out a little bit longer, but we got a great moment, a great championship match, the right outcomes of the match. This was a win. If this pay-per-view would have finished now, I'd have been happy. Great show, we had some really good matches, a great main event, nothing bad on the show, but then we got this match. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, and to quote John Moxley, a fucking garbage match. Don't want to swear, but that is what he said, and that is exactly what it was. This match, oh, I've seen, I'm, I'm looking at Grapple, 4.15 the average rating on that match. For me, I think I tweeted grapple. Well, I didn't mean any like offence by it, but the fact that this is 4.15, that means a four, almost four and a quarter star match. It, it's just, no. I it, This match was awful. It was awful. It was, you hit me with a weapon, I hit you. You do this bump, I do this bump. Let's get mouse traps, barbed wire. Listen, I don't mind those matches if I'm watching a GCW show, yeah? From WrestleMania weekend, I go and watch GCW, Joe and Janela's Spring Break. I will, maybe not enjoy it, but I'll accept it. This, 
This is the main event of one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, yeah? And it was garbage. It is crap. This was a crap match. There was no wrestling. I'm sorry, but I wanted... Everybody wanted to see John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Nobody's like, oh my God. If you just said to people a year ago, we're getting Kenny Omega versus then Dean Ambrose in a dream match. People wouldn't be like, oh, I want to see mouse traps in that match. No, these two are great wrestlers and they could have delivered a great wrestling match. If they wanted to do this match in six months' time, fair enough. This was the first one-on-one -on -one meeting. This needed to be a singles match. This could have been like the Ishii John Moxley match in New Japan. They needed a singles match first. Why are we having their first meeting being a lights-out match? It's the third lights-out match already. It was not needed. John Moxley apparently pushed towards this match because he wanted to get it out of his system. Well, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about this. But All Elite Wrestling is more important than what John Moxley wants to get out of his system. And I'm a big fan of John Moxley. This match, I don't blame John Moxley, I blame management who should have said no, it's not right to do this match so soon. It is a stupid decision to have a match like this in the opening match of the feud. Hell, every people including me, I've been complaining for weeks that this match has not been built up well enough. It's a big match main event in the show and the build up was rubbish. That would have been let alone if it had just been for a singles match. But for a match like this where they're practically trying to kill each other, the build-up was, as I've been saying, and I've been proved right, hate to be like, oh, told you so, the build-up for this match was not good enough, which affected the enjoyment of the match. If they'd have been killing each other for weeks, delivering crazy promos, crazy brawls, but we didn't get that. We didn't get that. So this match just didn't, it didn't warrant the stipulation that it got. And as for the match itself, it wasn't, I wanted to see a fight. This was just like, Oh, let's put on some grand display of crazy spots for the sake of it. It was garbage. If that's what you're into, go back and watch WWF ECW from 1997 because that, for me, it was. Just, oh, I'm getting annoyed even talking about it. I'm looking at my rating on Grapple. I've given this two and a quarter stars, and I feel like taking it back. It. Why? Why was this? A lights out match. It's the first match in the feud. If WWE did this, people would be shitting all over it. And that is exactly what I'm going to do. Shit all over it. This was a garbage match. It put a really dampener on the pay-per-view. The one positive is, the rumours coming out of it is they're not going to do a match like this again. So we can forget about it and move on. I'm not here to shit on AEW yet. For me, I won't be doing that properly. I'll complain about stuff, but they've got a year. They've got a year to sort stuff out. Um, I think I'm really enjoying AEW at the moment. I think it's been really, really good. So many positives. The odd negative, but the positives certainly outweigh the negatives. But this Moxley Omega feud is their first real, real big blunder, in my opinion. This was this was not good. I, where is my Kenny Omega John, Mexley, John Moxley singles match? Where is it? I don't want to see a garbage match like this. Like I've said... I can see a garbage match. I can go and watch a GCW show and get my fix of garbage matches. I don't want to see two of the best wrestlers in the world legitimately killing each other for some spectacle match. Stupid. Terrible. No good. It was no good. I'm changing this rating right now. It's getting edited. I'm here on Grapple. It is getting one star. One star. Moxley Omega. Don't want to talk about it anymore because it's put a dampener on what was a very good show. This was a really, make no mistake about it, this was a really, really good show. <sighs>
Flipping heck, I feel like I need a drink after that. Why do I not have a coffee? Just here, I've got me my summer fruits as the special. We keep it professional on this shot, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, just got back from my holidays and I'm recording a podcast already. We got back. What time did we get back? About two o'clock in the morning, Saturday going to Sunday. I'm not committed. I've watched Dynamite yesterday after getting on with no sleep. Spent most of the day with my daughter. I've watched Dynamite. I've watched NXT. So I'm raring to go for this. Um, so yeah, so that is your full gear recap from myself. I know Danny liked the match, but well... Let's not comment about that. So, I'm glad I'm so glad. 38 minutes that match went. 38 minutes. Anyway, let's get that out of the system. So, now that we've talked about full gear, it's time to talk about week seven. Week seven of the Wednesday Night Wars as NXT go head to head with Dynamite. Now, last week on the show, week six, the main story, the show was titled NXT Bridge the gap. Well, this week, AEW run away with it because this week, the ratings, AEW win for the seventh consecutive week in the ratings as they were up 16% from the previous week, averaging 957,000 viewers. So I'm sure you already know about this because this show is obviously taped. This podcast is being recorded days after the actual news came out. But in case you weren't aware, Dynamite did 957 viewers, 16% rise from the previous week, whereas NXT, they were down 8%, they averaged 750,000 viewers. So, obviously, what can you read into that? Well, AEW, a big, big gap, that is. It's back up to two, just over 200,000, so I'm sure AEW were delighted with that. Maybe it was the buzz off that epic Kenny Omega, John Moxley match. Who knows? But AW, they, they really, it was really a landslide. 207,000 more people tuned into AW than NXT. So I suppose what can you take from that? Maybe, maybe more people are interested in the fallout from full gear than they are the build-up for Survivor Series. I mean, I still think it's baffling. WWE could just advertise, heavy advertise some Raw or SmackDown talent heading to NXT. And I think that would give him a gap. Last week, it was only a gap. What was it? 10,000. It was a very small gap. Obviously, I've been on holiday since then. Not that I mentioned it. But, obviously, that was a small gap. So, with a bit more advertising on a future show, maybe they could do it. I mean, the next week, I think next week's show is going to be really interesting in terms of ratings. Because it's the go-home show of NXT. Ready for TakeOver. Ready for Survivor Series. Which, as you've already seen, is probably why Dynamite have stacked up their card um, so yeah, next week's rating is going to be very interesting, but as I say, Dynamite have stacked up their card. Um, this is really, I'd say, the last chance that, unless something big happens at Survivor Series, the last chance NXT have at defeating, defeating Dynamite at any time soon, really. Um, so yeah, maybe they should advertise some WWE talent for that show. Um, maybe we should talk about the actual shows. Normally, we've got into these shows a lot earlier than that. I mean, I'm sure you're all excited to see who won the week. Um, if you're keeping a tally of who wins the week in terms of show quality, so far on the WWE versus AEW podcast, we are at it is Dynamite 4, NXT 2. So, NXT have had two better shows than Dynamite. Dynamite 4 better than NXT. Obviously, it's hard to choose because these shows... Do you know what I mean? It's almost, obviously, it's the 
topic of the podcast, WWE versus AEW. But I do feel it is a little bit... It's hard to say that one show wins over the other, but that's what we're going to do. Um, something I did want to touch on, I see a lot of people proper taking sides on Twitter, especially. There's people who just, oh, I'm not watching NXT, I'm against that, I'm, it's all about Dynamite. I, I sort of feel sorry for those people because it's such a great time. I hate to be sitting on the fence. It's such a great time as a wrestling fan. We've sat through Unforgiven 2007, December to December in 2006. Horrific episodes of Raw where that's been the only mainstream television option. And now look at us, we're in 2019 and we've got two excellent, usually excellent weekly television shows. Wednesday, Thursday nights, whenever you choose to watch them, are the best nights of the week. I mean, we're going to be looking back. As I keep hammering home, we're going to be looking back. Maybe if you want to tune into our podcast, look back in years' time at these shows and say, yeah, that was a great time to be a wrestling fan. Do not sit on your laurels. This is going to be one of the best times ever to be a wrestling fan. So just enjoy it. Don't be bitter about stuff. Although it's a bit pot kettle black. I can't be bitter about stuff like NXT UK. Fuck them. Um, But, yeah, definitely that NXT takeover that's been announced for Blackpool, 10 miles from my house. And I'll tell you what, not a dicky bears chance I'll be going there. But... Yeah, just don't be bitter towards the two products because they are excellent products, right? I'm not going to go through everything because, as I say, I watched Dynamite while I was on the holiday. Well, a big chunk of it, a little bit when I got back. So I haven't took any notes whatsoever on these shows. But off the top of my head, I mean, I thought for, for Dynamite this week... And there was a few squash matches, but I thought what they did, they sort of did a lot of storyline progression. We actually got to see backstage things. Obviously, we had the segments with L, LAX, uh, Proud and Powerful, and the Young Bucks where Orange Cassidy was sat in the toilet. I like that. Some people will hate that. I see a lot of bad, bad stuff said about Orange Cassidy on social media, you could say. But I enjoyed it. There was just some great stuff building up. Um, future matches down the line. I mean, the highlight of the show, the highlight of the show was that Chris Jericho, MJF segment. Those two on the mic, that was one of the most memorable promos in recent memory, head-to-head promos at least. They were just great. MJ- you could see Jericho was looking at MJF thinking, yeah, this guy, this guy is great on the mic. And he was. It was just a great, great... I'm going to try and find it and stick it at... It'll probably be opening the show. Um, if you're tuning till the end of this podcast, I'll be putting that promo as well at the end of it, probably. But, yeah, it was just a great promo. Um, MJF, obviously, we we sort of teased his MJF joining the inner circle. Um, we had a debut where MJF aligned himself um, with Warlord later on in the show. Um, so in the segment, sorry, so that was a great, finally debuted and aligned himself with MJF, a great beatdown, but yeah, it was just, it was just great, Jericho and MJF were fantastic together, Cody came out and just got absolutely hammered again, um, so it was just great storytelling, I really, really was a big um, fan of it, the matches itself, we had John Moxley against Michael Nakazawa, that was just basically to put Moxley over, he did another great promo after the match, we had Dark Order versus the Jurassic Express. Um, obviously, the Dark Order got the victory in that. That was good. We had the triumphant return of Luchasaurus, which was a great moment. So we had the returns of Luchasaurus. We had a great Chris Jericho MJF 
um, segment, the main event, the main event of this show, SCU versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, Scorpio Sky, who's been one of the standout, the surprise standout stars of this Dynamite TV show so far, he got a big win over Chris Jericho in the tag match, and for me, that just says later down the line, we're going to see, because AEW going to do this just like New Japan do, we're going to see a Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho title match, watch out for that one. Um, other good things on the show um, was Darby Allen, who's a star, a star, one of the best things to come out of Dynamite. He has sort of stepped up to challenge John Moxley. That match is going to happen next week on Dynamite. Um, just some great. It, it was just a great. It was very good show. There wasn't any matches that I'm like, yeah, you've got to go and see that match. But I did like how they aligned Moxley and Allen. Um, I loved the Chris Jericho MJF stuff. So, yeah, they were the positives on the show. We didn't get a great match, but do you know what I mean? We don't have to have a great match on every television show, obviously. It's nice. But one thing I'm going to complain about, this Hangman Page versus Pac match. On the pay-per-view, you finally gave Hangman Page his big win. He got his big win over Pac. He needed it after his losses to Jericho, his losses to Pac. It made Hangman look great. And I was really happy with what they did with it. They did a great job. And then, why is this... Hangman's beat him. He's beat him clean on the pay-per-view. Why? Why is Hangman and Pac having a rematch straight away on Dynamite? Did not like this at all. They just had Pac beat him. Practically clean. Practically, you could argue it wasn't. But he was practically clean. And Hangman loses again. Why? Why? It was a big mistake. They really did mess up. Why have Hangman Page win that big match at full gear... They build it up for weeks to then go and lose on Dynamite. This was a flaw on this show. Didn't like it one bit. Not one bit. The Hangman should not have been losing to Pack on this show. That is my main criticism of the show. Apart from that, I did like pretty much everything else. A um, few too many squash matches, but minor complaints. I'm enjoying it as a weekly television show. And this was another, wasn't the best Dynamite, wasn't the worst. It was a very solid, a very fun show, and they did a lot of stuff. We've been saying we want them to do promos, backstage stuff. So, yeah, thumbs up for Dynamite. Now, NXT. NXT. I'm going to be honest, I loved it. I loved this NXT show. It was, I don't know, I can't explain it. It was, it was just really, really, really good. Really, really good show. Um, we had obviously the one thing I will say before I actually get into the show. One minor criticism again. I don't really like how they've got a like the building towards takeover, yeah. But they're also building towards Survivor Series, which is it. Someone's just posted something through my door to distract to distract me a little bit. Then it is a little bit. The, the storylines are sort of getting a bit tangled up for me. Um, you've obviously got. They're like, they're invading Raw together and then hating each other on NXT. And for me, that's, it's, I don't particularly like it. But it's made for a good television show. Um, obviously, the show opened up with a very, very good match. Now, for me, I do think they went into sort of the closing stage of the match a little bit sooner than I would have liked. But the Leo Rush angle Gaza match as a first match between the two. It was great. Great match. I'd love for these two to have a match, even on Survivor Series. Hopefully, they'll have a rematch at TakeOver. I'm pretty sure they will. But this was great. Great stuff. The crowd. How hot were the crowd for this match? They were going absolutely berserk 
probably the hottest crowd for any match in this Wednesday Night Wars so far. They were going insane. We had a great spot with Angel Angel Garza before the match where he sort of took his pants off in front of Leo Rush's family. That was a great spot. I did a bit of heat towards the match. But the crowd for this match, this was one of the more memorable matches on. We get usually get a lot of three and a quarter, three and a half star matches on NXT. Um, but this was a memorable, memorable match. Leo Rush, Angle Garza, go and check it out. Um, we had Zaya Lee versus Aliyah. Zaya Lee looked to break the nose of Aliyah, which was very awkward. Um, booted it right in the face. Um, I don't think the WWE will be a fan of what happened. Obviously, you know, it was awkward to watch. Very awkward, but it was memorable in a way. Um, next, we had the angle with Finn Balor coming out. Um, I love this. I love the fact. I know Johnny Gargano's out, which is a shame. I'm more up for Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle than I would have been Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. They can go back to the Gargano um, Balor match at the Rumble takeover if they're doing one at the Rumble, are they? Um, if not, the Mania, I'm sure they're doing the next takeover, they can do that. But Finn Balor, Matt Riddle, this is a chance for Finn Balor to step up. Ste- yeah, you heard that right, step up because his matches haven't been out of this world in his WWE run. They've been some good ones, um, but a lot of average ones. Um, but I really think Balor and Matt Riddle could produce some magic I think it's a great match for both of them. I'm really excited for Matt Riddle for this uh, takeover weekend. Um, but yeah, this match is going to be great. So we're going to get Riddle versus Balor at the takeover. Um, and then just, I just liked it, how it all built up. We had um, Team Champa coming out with Keith Lee. Keith Lee looked like a star on the mic talking to the Undisputed Era. That set up Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong, a match that I felt went too long. Um, I didn't think it was all that great if I'm honest um didn't really think it was that good but the angle before and the angle after with Dijakovic Dijakovic made the save there's all but made up for it um so yeah I really like that I love the angle halfway through the show for this stuff the match wasn't great but then we got next we got Bronson Reed versus Isaiah Scott this was a good match um nothing worth going out you way to see probably two and three quarter star match and then this main event, I feel like I've breezed through it this, but as I say, it is hard running through shows without any sort of guidance. But Io Shirai versus Mia Yim, this was sloppy. This ladder match, it was sloppy, but it was, like I say, like the only match, it was memorable. It was memorable. It was Mia Yim sort of, this was, although like she's battered and bruised, this was sort of like, a coming out party for her. She was sloppy in parts, but I feel like she really helped get herself more over with the crowd, more over with the watching audience. As a babyface, she showed character, determination to finish the match. There's a few awkward spots, but I'll say this was, I think, this match will do more good than harm going forward. So it's got to be a win in that sense. Um, yeah, it was sloppy. Mia Yim took got a nasty injury. Zia Lee, I mean, Aliyah and Mia Yim both got pretty horrible looking injuries on this show but in the long term like sort of like the fortunate not fortunate but what happened with Becky Lynch on a lower term from last year when Nia Jax gave her a bloody nose I think this might help Mia Yim going forward um so yeah this was good and then after the match we had Kaylee Ray from NXT UK that's a swear word on this show but Kaylee Ray came out helped Io Shirai get the win over Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler announced her for her team at Survivor Series. Um, and then the show-long angle of who's attacking these stars, these NXT women, sorry. Bailey attacks Shayna Baszler to end the show. And it was just, it was an 
wrestling heavy, angle heavy show. I just thought it was a great TV show. I, it was, do you know what I mean? I, I'd just done a four hour flight. I really, if I'm honest with you, I put next to you and I thought, I can't really bother sitting for this. But I had a great time. A great, great show. Two really good shows this week. NXT was great. Dynamite was very good. Um, yeah, sorry I'm not going into it in complete detail. Um, but the match of the week goes to Angel Garza versus Leo Rush. And the winner of the week in terms of show quality, the winner of the week goes to... NXT, NXT, claw it back, 4-3 now to Dynamite, as we've given here on the WWE versus AEW podcast, we've given the show of the week to NXT, so they're cl- as they did last week in terms of ratings, they bridged the gap, but I'm sure AEW won't mind, they had a very good show, and they won in the ratings, bridged the gap, you like that, to 207,000 in the ratings, so... That is pretty much it in this week of WWE versus AEW. We had the full gear recap. I've quickly gone through the shows. As I say, it's hard to do like the shows, and I wasn't here for them. Um, I was abroad, as I've said numerous times. But, yeah, the winner of the week goes to NXT. The main headline is AEW win a seventh consecutive week in the ratings by a much larger gap than last week. So, yeah, that's it. Next week, we've got... Well, it's in a few days, actually, at the time of recording. We will, we've got a great... I'm really excited for Dynamite. Nick Jackson versus Phoenix. That's going to be a great match. I have said on Twitter, I believe, that Nick Jackson has the potential to be a great single star. Phoenix is one of the best singles wrestlers in the world at the moment. Given time, they'll have a great match. I'm really excited for that. Darby Allen versus John Moxley. I'm really excited for that. We've got... What have we got? We've got Proud and Powerful versus Private Party. Feel like that's been advertised. That should be. We know what that's going to be. Um, and then on the NXT side, we've got Adam Cole versus Dominic Dijakovic in a ladder match in the Go Home Show for Survivor Series, the Takeover on Survivor Series weekend War Games. So yeah, stack lineup. I'm really excited for the two shows this week, especially Dynamite. But I'm going to leave you with that promo. I'm going to leave you with the fact that NXT clawed back the gap in terms of winner of the week to four three, but. The ratings winner of the week goes to AW with a crucial, crucial 207,000 lead in the ratings for NXT. Will NXT come back next week? Will they advertise some star power on these shows? Find out next week. Subscribe to the podcast, WWE versus AEW. Just search that on Apple Podcast. You will find that. Also, you can find us on Pod, Podbean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Podbean on the neutral, neutral wrestling feed as well as on the neutral wrestling apple podcast feed spotify you'll find us all on there that's it week seven done and dusted bit of a do you know what i mean not, not the smoothest of shows this week but i had to get that in it's been a rush getting everything in and um, but yeah i will see you on probably the show will be uploaded on saturday morning actually it won't because i'm at derby it'll be show will be uploaded friday evening uk time w join us for wwe versus aew episode eight episode a the nxt go home show for takeover war games i am daniel i hope you've enjoyed the show and i will see you next week chant his name all you want he's not here he doesn't care about you now christopher let me before we even start talking i want you to know I'm a big fan, buddy. I mean, if I had to make a Mount Rushmore professional wrestling, I'm sure you'd be in, like, 
my third and fourth installment, and that's big. That's big. But I heard from a little birdie, Christopher, that you wanted me to join the inner circle. It's kind of interesting that you say that, Maxwell. Because I heard from a little birdie that you wanted to join the inner circle. Christopher, I'm starting to think that you want me to join the inner circle. Maxwell, I'm starting to think that you want to join the I'm inner circle. I'm starting to think that you want me in the inner circle. Is you, that what you're getting at? Do you want to join the inner Cra circle? Yeah, we're getting repetitive now. We're getting repetitive now. Listen, crisscross applesauce, I'm sure you'd really love me to join your little inner circle, jerk. Sorry, sorry. Freudian slip. Freudian slip, buddy. All respect to the champion. Sorry. Let me take a step back. Christopher, I heard you like to partake in, well, a little bit of the bubbly. But I'm starting to think just like all of these inbred, white trash, redneck kicks. You might enjoy drinking a little too much. Cause for you to assume that I, MJF, the youngest and fastest rising star in the history of professional wrestling needs you? That's just a little odd. Well, let me tell you this, uh, Maxwell Seashell, Seashell by the seashore. It's funny because I think that you might want to be a little bit like Chris Jericho. Is that true? Hmm. No, I mean, think about it. Think about it. We're both from Long Island. Both have three-letter nicknames. Both love scarves, funny guys, crushingly handsome. It's almost like your parents got horny while they were watching me beat up Juventud Guerrera 25 years ago on WCW Saturday night, and nine months later, your little twerp ass popped out. I have to laugh. Who the hell is Hoovy? Google it, baby. Google it. Point being is this, I can understand why you'd want to be in the inner circle, because just being in the ring with Chris Jericho puts you on a higher level, doesn't it, Max? So let me ask you once again, do you want to be in the inner circle? I don't know, Christopher. Do you want me to be in the inner circle? I don't know. Do you want to be in the inner circle? I don't know. Do you want me to be in the inner circle, Chris? Do you want to be in the inner circle, Do you want me to be in the inner circle? I asked you Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me to be in the inner circle? I'm gonna say this one more time. Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me to be in the inner circle, Chris? All right, you know what? You know who the biggest jackass is in oh, AEW? I know. I know who the biggest jackass in AEW oh, is. Yeah. Do I'm you gonna want to say know? it right now? I'm gonna say I'm it. Gonna, say you want to know who the biggest jackass is? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Cody Rose! <laughs> oh, they're so funny. Oh. They should, they should be on a cruise together. The worst game of who's on first I've ever seen.